get caught up on a few things and I Love hope so. Talk Radio. Hi, this is Mildred Tissoni, and this is Welcome to the Neighborhood NY.com. Um, Jason uh, Marcus is on with me, and we are going to have uh, Ryan joining us later on. Um, let me, I'd like to get a little housekeeping out of the way. First of all, anybody who would like to call in can call in at 646-929-1595. And um, we are on chat or you can send us an email. Um, I'd like to read the disclosure first. The show is prepared for educational and informational purposes only. There's no legal advice or legal opinions. Um, so consult your attorney uh, regarding anything that you might hear today. Um, hi, Jason. How are you? I am fantastic, Mildred. How's yourself? Good. Good. Yeah, it's starting to get warm and nice out. Um, I'll just give a little bit of a background of the show. First of all, the uh, introductory clip you heard is Michael Reeder. He's a bass baritone, and he has been performing this season at the Met. And uh, that's a little excerpt from one of his recordings. Um, uh, Welcome to the Neighborhood started because I was doing open houses. And as people would come in, even just to look at the houses, uh, we were running a clothing drive at that point. But I didn't want to, and I knew some of these people were, were interested in the clothing drive or other community events. So we decided to try, we started uh, Welcome to the Neighborhood NY.com to start letting the new people moving in meet the, old, the people who were there, the new businesses, get everybody connected up so we all have a sense of community. And a, and a way to start to post information because there's so much information. How do you get, if you're running a, a charity drive, how do you do that? How do you find out what businesses are in the area. So that's, that's the general focus of things, to try and hook everybody up. Um, so then once Blog Talk Radio came on, uh, we found that, we decided to do this show so we could cover different topics. Today what we're going to do is start off with real estate. Then I'm going to talk, uh, and Jason, um, and mortgage information. I've got a few questions for Jason. Then... Uh, Wednesday, uh, Thursday night, Park Civic had a meeting. We're in New Hyde Park. And uh, Tom McKevitt was there and talked about the state budget and mentioned this MTA bill, uh, bailout plan, whatever they're calling it. But it's going to affect everybody. So I'll talk a little bit about that. I'm no expert, but I'll give you an overview point you in the right direction. Then um, around 10.30, we're going to go into uh, the web uncovered with um, Ryan Gooden, and um, and that's going to go over some interesting things we found this week and um, start to make sense out of some of these things, and uh, so we'll do that. So Jason, uh, oh, and the final thing that I'll mention throughout the show is on April 2nd, uh, we'll be doing a special at 4.30, that's a Thursday, uh, with John Kamen. He's the supervisor of the town of North Hempstead. 
and he'll be on, and we're going to, uh, he'd like to discuss environmental issues in the town of North Hempstead. So that's going to be part of our focus on series, focus on government or focus on technology or focus on business. So um, anyway, Jason, would you like to introduce yourself to everyone and um, we'll get going. Sure. Hi, I'm Jay Marcus. I am from Continental Home Loans. I am a mortgage planner. been in the industry for about 10 years. Um, and a part of Blog Talk Radio with Mildred since the get-go. Uh, to start in regards to this week, pretty exciting stuff. Fed uh, kind of surprised most people in making an announcement that they were going to spend um, another $300 plus billion in buying mortgage-backed securities. So what does that mean to us? Mortgage-backed securities are the trading of mortgages on the secondary market. So when the government's going to come in and, and start buying these securities, that's going to drive down interest rates further. Now, after they made the announcement, um, the initial reaction was um, the bond market went ballistic. Um, usually, um, that's what's going to happen when an announcement like that's going to be made. It's going to instantaneously start a run. So when we walked into the office on Thursday, because that announcement was made um, late in session on Wednesday night, uh, we walked into the office on Thursday. Initially, rates pretty much overnight came down about a quarter, and then before days out, um, they gave back about half of that. So um, for the meantime, we're going to keep an eye out to see when the government actually takes the money and buys the mortgage-backed securities, and we might be looking at rates getting as crazy as the very low fours. So... Um, the logic is by the government is to buy low, sell high. So at this point in time, it seems like the federal government has decided to invest in the United States. They're taking naturally taxpayer money when they're um, doing this, and they're buying these mortgage-backed securities. Where they figuring that it was it'll inevitably lead to a profit, they'll wind up selling it back to the private sector for, for a gain, and what I would hope is going to wind up happening is that they're going to then take those proceeds and knock down what is starting to get to an astronomically large um, deficit. And, uh, you know, with all the money that's being spent, with the bonus money, as we all have been hearing with um, in the insurance um, sector with AIG and um, the bailouts that have been given to the banks. I mean, I'm not sure what the overall number is when all said and done, but one would have to guess that we're going to be looking at about a $3 trillion deficit. Now, to most people, you know, it's just an arbitrary number, a random number out there. It's like, okay, Jay, what's the difference between having a $1 trillion debt or a $3 trillion debt? It's almost kind of irrelevant, but a lot of this stuff has to do with um, the value of the dollar. And the more that we keep spending like we're spending to spark the economy and bail out, 
inevitably the weaker the dollar is going to become. So government obviously has to make sure that they keep an eye on both sides of the fence, but we'll have to see how this all plays out. If them sitting there and, let's just say, investing in city or investing in mortgage-backed securities or all these different means that the government's spending taxpayer dollars, if inevitably it all works, then, you know, in the future we're going to have a lot stronger of an economy. But at this point in time, it's, you know, both sides of the fence are arguing, you know, this is going to work or this is going to work or this isn't going to work, this isn't going to work. The only thing we can do is sit and wait and hope that our government is doing and making moves that are going to benefit us. Um, well, that, when they bring down, you know, the interest rate to, to the low four, okay, is that going to impact the credit card rate at that point? I know that sometimes they're connected, sometimes they're not. Who knows at this point? I'd say no. I mean, most of the, like, the, the short term, the prime interest rate is what most credit cards are based off of. And right now, with um, that the Fed, the Fed's buying mortgage-backed securities, I would say solely because they can't drop the prime interest rate any further. Um, so I can't say that it's going to have an effect on credit cards and drop short-term lending. Mm -hmm. um, Long-term lending is the only thing that um, buying mortgage-backed securities is going to affect. So mm -hmm. even though it might have an indirect effect on it, um, it's not going to have a direct effect, so you shouldn't expect um, your credit card company to be kind and call you up and say, listen, instead of paying 10%, now you get to pay 4%. It's not going to work like that. But yeah. um, it's more for the long-term rates, so it's going to affect mostly long-term mortgages. Now, it's not like they have the magic button where they can say, okay, we'll make the rate 4. It all depends on investors buying and selling mortgage-backed securities on the secondary market on where rates are going to fall off. Now, with the rally and with the government buying these bonds um, of these treasuries, it's going to bring the rate down. They can't tell you exactly, or anybody can't tell you exactly where it's going to bring it to, but it will bring it down. Now, the flip side can happen. When this type of rally happens, bonds work inversely as the stock market. So the profit in, in treasuries and bonds, the higher you buy. If you, let's just say you buy a security at 6% and rates drop to 5%. You obviously have something that's paying out 6%, so it's valued more. More people would be interested in owning that. So when a rally like this happens and interest rates wind up going down, it's you're taking the ride and as they get lower, the higher you bought it at, the more value that has. But eventually, like anything else, it'll hit a bottom, start going up, and that's when money starts to shift out of that market. So I believe if rates wind up coming down to a low fours, it's going to be a very short-lived thing. Mm -hmm. Okay, and short-lived could be days, weeks. It could be hours, Mildred. I mean, it, these things hit, hit, a, hit a bottom. I mean, even Thursday's the best example. I mean, it hit a bottom at, you know, market opens up, it's at a bottom. Three hours later, it's already inching up. By day's end, the rate goes up an eighth. Like, you have to sit mm -hmm. there and focus and really time these things correctly because 
you can miss. And let's just say, for argument's sake, I'm tied up in an all-day meeting. I just missed it. It's it's that quick and simple on how fast these things move. So, and the one thing when it comes down to rates, um, banks and the Wall Street investors, they are the quickest people <laughs> to make the adjustment back mm -hmm. up. Like it takes mm -hmm. them forever to drop it down. But I'll tell you, the second any any little thing shifts in the market, they'll be the first people to go raise that rate and uh, and, and bring it up. So it, it, it's very quick, and in this type of market, you really have to deal with somebody who really focuses on paying attention to what's going on to lock you in at the right time and grab that rate before it's gone. It, it really has been a crazy, crazy ride when it comes down to the interest rates in this environment. And and the hat I had on with that was uh, my real estate agent hat from a buyer, from working with buyers, um, because some people think they're just going to wait and it's going to go down and down and, you know, they're going to get the best. You know, they're waiting where they don't realize it's, it's so low at this point that um, you're not going to catch it unless you catch it right at that right time. You know, they that it's in the range, and that it's in the lowest range it's going to be. Um, and so, waiting necessarily is not going to get you the lowest. Is, am I correct on that? Did I? Well, the most important thing is you can't just all of a sudden like sit there and it's just like, okay, um, rates just hit an all-time low. It's three o'clock in the afternoon. I don't have an application or anything. Um, submitted to a bank and I'm just going to walk into a bank and lock a rate. It just doesn't work like that. Right, At this point right. in time, if you're sitting there and you're like, okay, where in the environment where we're going to hit an all-time low in respects to rates, if you're going to play there and roll the dice like that, you have to at least be in motion. You can't just be a sideliner and then all of a sudden rates hit. Because like I said, it goes so quickly and it can move so fast that you can miss the opportunity. You at least have to have yourself positioned to make a move. Let's put it into very simple terms. It's like all of a sudden when Citibank's stock hit at about a dollar, okay, and you're sitting there, let's just say, in your house or at work, and you're watching this, and all of a sudden you're like, wow, I want to take advantage. It just hit a dollar. You can't just call somebody up and, like, and you don't have an account, let's say a trading account or some sort of link to the market itself and just buy something, you know, just call somebody up and buy it. I mean, mm -hmm. it, 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 it's a process. So it's like right. you, you're going to have to have at least money ready to move to make that purchase. Um, that way you can grab it when it hits that low. Otherwise, you know, it's going to take you a little while to get yourself to position. Same concept. It's like at yeah. this point in time, if you're sitting there, especially in the refinance market, and you're ready to make a move in regards to refinancing, there's nothing saying when you apply that you have to take a position on that rate right when you apply. Get your application in so that way when it hits that, it's as simple as me making a phone call, Mr. Jones, we look like we're hitting an all-time low right now. Would you like me to place this lock and take this position? And I can do it instantaneously, and therefore they got it. Now, mm -hmm. nothing's a perfect science. The way that I look at it is if I can get it as close to the bottom as possible, I'll take advantage of that. An eighth of a percent either way um, when, you, you know, when you're borrowing 
let's say three hundred thousand dollars twenty twenty five dollars a month so it's like okay I, if, as long as I can get close to where that bottom is I'm not going to sit there and drive myself insane being like oh I could have saved an additional twenty dollars a month but in the you know I was at six percent and I brought it down two hundred dollars or two hundred and fifty dollars so people need to be a lot smarter in regards to taking advantage of these things right now we're in an environment where rates are at a ridiculous low that could even get lower if you're out there and you're ready to possibly do a refinance get the ball moving so you can take advantage the government hopefully this week coming up will actually go and buy the mortgage-backed securities now whether the market has already adjusted for that happening, which it seems like it sort of has, possibly going to cause us to drop a little bit lower than where we're at right now. Um, maybe we hit those low fours. It's impossible to say because you just don't know how the other reaction is going to be. The people that actually have money vested in that market, are they going to sell off? Are they going to hold? What they're going to do after the government makes their move? We'll have to wait and see and, you know, take advantage. But right now, I mean, to be able to get interest rates under 5%, I mean, most of people out there and most of our listeners that have been in this game for a long time, it is unbelievable to be talking about 30-year fixed interest rates under 5%. It really is just an amazing thing. Like when I first started in this industry and rates were in sevens I remember when people were talking oh my gosh like if they ever get into the fives that would just be amazing I mean we've blown past that it's 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 remarkable really yeah um, well how soon I have several people there they're going to be putting their home on the market and then they're they're bought they're going to be obviously buying something else so how three months Six months a day, if you know, if uh, one of them has to sell before they buy, but should they start to get the application ready um, just in case? Because um, sometimes well, things go quickly, and if you price your home right, it, you've got a better shot at selling it quickly. And, well, the thing um, with that, Meltzer, is you can't lock an interest rate against an imaginary house, so you have to actually wait till you've found something like granted mm -hmm. you can place the lock before you go into contract but it has to be around that time and the application would have to be in so um, that part of it it's not like okay I just got somebody to sell my house let me lock it interest rate to hold a position like the position has to be against something so it has okay. to be against a house that you're actually planning on buying mm -hmm. okay um, now, Jason, you're going to be appearing on another show. Would you like to give us the information on that? Sure. One of um, your fellow colleagues, uh, Ben Alicia. And Ben, and ben, yeah, ben has been on here several times, too. Right, Ben's been on the show itself. Um, ben came to me with an idea a few months back, and uh, we both agreed that it's, it's, it's a good plan. Um, it's called The Real Deal of Real Estate. We're going to be a, um, on that show. Um, it's going to air on the first show is this Wednesday. It'll air on two AM networks, um, 1240 and 1440. 
and that, I believe, goes from 7 to 8 o'clock. Um, we're also going to have part of our panel is a real estate attorney, myself as the mortgage planner, Ben is the real estate um, agent. Uh, we have an insurance expert um, that has been uh, running uh, a family-owned company for probably 20, 30 years, and um, a home inspector who also um, owns his own company. So right, Jim, a lot of different Jim, right. Jim Freebody, which I also believe right. has been on this show. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. A lot of different ideas, nice cross-section in regards to just experience and age, a um, lot of personality, a lot of fun. So, uh, you know, I think it's going to be something that hopefully will have legs, really give more insight to people, and uh, I'm just hoping that it catches on, you know. Yeah, no, I, I think this has been, uh, oh, you know, the uh, the opportunities are huge. Um, Ryan has joined us. So that's, I, you know, Jason, if you'll uh, stick around. And uh, I've got some interesting things about the MTA bill. That's what I'm going to talk about next. Uh, Ryan Gooden has just joined us from Chicago. Hi, and I, Hi, how are you? Um, I want to – oops, sorry. <laughs> Let me cut everybody off here. Um, well, and, and what I'm going to talk about now and why I asked Ryan to jump in a little early here is the second half we're going to do the web uncovered. But this section I am going to talk about, um, I was at a meeting, a Park Civic meeting the other day, um, and it's a, a civic association here in New Hyde Park for the greater New Hyde Park area. And we had Tom McKevitt on, who's our New York State uh, legislator, he's our representative, and he was talking about two things that I found very interesting. And the first one is that this MTA plan um, and uh, how it's going to affect everybody here. They're trying to, because New York State has a huge, and I'm not an expert on this, I'm just giving you the big picture here. Um, New York State has a budget deficit, and the MTA especially, and that's Metropolitan Transit MTA Association, I don't know what the letter is. And that is um, the subways, the buses here in New York, um, mostly in New York City, some on Long Island. And we've got, um, he, there's a proposal there for, uh, to bail them out, whether it's raising fares, tolls on the bridges. Um, one thing they want to do is uh, tax payroll, payroll tax. One proposal is 34 cents, one proposal is 25 cents per $100. So you think, oh, how does that affect me? It's New York City. I don't, you know, I don't work there. How's it going to affect us? Well, the example that we use, they use, because we have a school board member there, is um, on the out of the New York, uh, the uh, in New Hyde Park, we have two school districts. One is a, a K through six. One is the high school. So every, from the payroll tax, we so we pay taxes into the school district. We're out of, there'll be $60,000 a year from the local grade school budget and 175000 out of the Suwanaka district, which is the high school. 
So that money is going to go to the state to fund the um, MTA, the subways, the buses. Okay, so our tax dollars are going to be funding that. Uh, everybody's payroll, we're real estate, we're independent contractors, uh, either um, 34 cents per hundred or 25 cents per hundred dollars, you are going to start to be paying to rescue the MTA. Um, now, uh, the second piece, so that affects us, um, and I think it's really a, an easy way to see how it's taking out of the school budget that's our taxes um, that's going to fund this, even if you think that it has no, um, no way to do that. So, and all, the second thing about Albany, they're really not talking. They're working on their budgets. They're really not talking. And that's not a good thing. Milton, so, quick question yes. for you. Yeah, please. Um, now, there, you're going to be taxed even if you don't live in the city for the MTA? Yeah. Like Nassau and Suffolk yeah. people are going to get taxed paying for something they don't actually utilize? Yes. That's the whole point. Our school, and that's why I used our school district, because we're in Nassau. Your school budget now has to include an extra, it's a total of, uh, you know, 200 and something dollar, thousand dollars to fund this. And so instead of us spending on education, it's going to go to funding for uh, the MTA. Okay. You're out of um, Jay. I'm not sure if you're an independent. Con well, your your company's payroll. Then your company, if you're not an independent contractor, your company's payroll is going to be start to have to pay thirty four cents for every hundred dollars to this. It doesn't matter where you live, where you work. It's it's going to be taken out. So I think you know. I just thought of trying to make people aware of what's going on. So what can you do about it? Um, we have uh, Craig Johnson is our state senator. And um, we, so whoever your state senator, Jay, I know you're in Queens. Are you in Astoria, by the way? Mastiff. Oh, Mastiff. Okay, I found a, an interesting Astoria site. But um, it, you, you know, you'll have to find out your state senator and should write them, email them, um, call them, um, and let you know you're against this proposal because it's not right. It really um, it should be managed better. Uh, ours is Craig Johnson. He's at 516-476-5923. Um, and uh, second piece that I did find interesting is, and this is Ryan, we'll get into some of this, and, and I think this is a way to communicate with, with our representatives and get the information out. Um, Tom McKevitt, he's on Facebook, and he has a page on Facebook, and so that we can start to let our legislators know what we think. So it's really, it's moving that one step past just sending them an email we can create clauses, we can create groups, we can get the information out from them to, to our individual networks, but we can also get our network information 
to them, which is the squeaky wheel theory. That's how politics works. And it's just, I think this is a clear-cut example of how to start to use some of the social media beyond email. And um, so I found it very interesting. Some of our legislators have Facebook pages and some don't. And uh, so I think you'll see everyone having one going forward. Um, Mildred, is, so, this a plan, is this a plan that has already um, been put into effect, or is this something that um, Albany still has to vote on? Like, where in the process are we in the process of right. legislation? Right. I think it's – and now this is where I said I'm not an expert, and I just went on the Times, and I was supposed to go to Newsday this morning to look up a little more information on it. It's not passed yet. Uh, I know the Senate – and that's why I gave uh, Craig Johnson, uh, our, who's our senator. I think it also, uh, it's in the Senate. So you should contact your senator. Um, and Ryan, I, I'm going to ask you for us to help put a little more information. We've got a blog up there um, that we'll talk about in a few minutes. But to help us, this is a perfect, because this is a perfect example, how can we get some of this out to people? Um, and uh, I just lost my train of thought. Oh, no, MTA. Oh, this is the other thing. Albany, the governor, the process, they're not talking to each other. Both sides of the aisle aren't talking to each other. And I find this not a healthy way to govern a state who's in so much trouble. So again, I think we should start uh, contacting our legislators and letting them know, are you talking, are the Democrats talking to the Republicans? If not, why not? Um, so, uh, anyway, Ryan. Yes. Hi, how are you? Can you guys hear me? There's some noise outside. Is that coming yeah, through on the mic? Sounds like the landscapers are here today, yeah, right? Okay, let me just move where I'm going here. Let me take my notes with me. Um, Brian, would you like to introduce yourself and um, uh, then talk a little bit about the uh, blog that you put up this week so we could uh, talk about some of those things because I think it's sure. an interesting idea. Yeah. Uh, well, my name is Ryan Gooden. I'm the president of Diligent Brands Incorporated out of Chicago. Uh, we're a full-service marketing agency uh, specializing very much in working with uh, small businesses, uh, small to mid-sized businesses developing uh, you know, turnkey marketing strategies. Uh, we're dealing a lot in social media these days. Uh, it has a tremendous amount of relevance, and uh, as Mildred has alluded to, um, there are a lot of opportunities for growth, and uh, you know some of these technologies are allowing people and individuals, uh, you know, to reach out uh, and, and speak with the masses with really uh, not a whole lot of uh, effort put into it. Um, we have recently developed a, uh, developed a blog here that we're not branding as one organization or the other. Uh, the blog, the web uh, address is thewebuncovered.com, and the point of the blog is uh, just to have an ongoing discussion and a repository of resources 
that we are going to generate through uh, you know a variety of uh, industry educators and people that really know their stuff when it comes to uh, new marketing strategies, tips, tools, technologies, uh, and create this repository of information for literally anybody to come in and, and hopefully just take a little bite at a time uh, and uh, get to get to understand uh, some of these uh, resources a little bit better. Uh, so. Uh, Pretty, pretty straightforward there, I guess. Uh, you know, one of the things we're doing here is we're, we're starting to catalog our blog talk radio shows here, uh, put them in, into appropriate categories based on the subject matter that we discuss on any given day. Uh, so if, uh, you know, if you happen upon the blog, uh, you'll see that there's a section called Radio Shows, Listen Now. Uh, once you click on that, you'll be able to kind of dig down a little bit further and uh, take a listen to some of the uh, some of the subjects we've been covering with regard to marketing and communications uh, in the last couple of weeks and months here. So, uh, so that, um, yeah. That, yeah. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, no, I know you did a, an interesting one the other day about search engine optimization, which, yeah. I, you know, I, I feel like a lot of people are in, uh, they don't even get that far. You know what I mean? They're not at that level yet. But, it's good to start educating yourself beforehand so that as you're building. Yeah, well, and starting to get familiar with the terminology. And, uh, yeah, we, you know, I actually spoke with Dave Myrowich, who is the founder and president of Remarkable Search. Uh, they're actually in New York as well. Uh, you know, and Dave's, uh, you know, Dave's just uh, totally brilliant when it comes to search engine optimization and pay-per-click marketing. Um, you know, one of the things that we talked about was, you know, uh, large budgets versus small budgets. I mean, I, I think at times people tend to think that, you know, to, to optimize one's website or advertising campaign, uh, you, you know, requires, uh, you know, tremendous, tremendous amounts of money, large budgets, large advertising budgets, and big companies. Uh, but that's not the case at all. Uh, you know, small business owners, entrepreneurs uh, on their own running a website should very much be aware of, uh, you know, these practices uh, because they can have a, a tremendous, uh, make a tremendous impact uh, on your business and, and getting that, that message out there to the masses. So, uh, so yeah, there was an interesting conversation. We've got it cataloged on there. There was also a, uh, a PowerPoint deck that went along with that, and we've got that uh, cataloged as well. So you just click and take a look at the PDF while you're listening to the radio show. So it's kind of a neat interactive tool. And we're going to, again, just, just uh, try to make this as palatable and easily, easily digested as, uh, as possible. Uh, you know, again, just we're not trying to overwhelm anybody with all the information. It really is all about just giving people quick little snippets of information about uh, marketing and communications. Right, um, because it's, it's like overwhelming if you're just starting, even if you're experienced, it's overwhelming to try and everything you find to push it out to the people that, um, that you want to get the information. Even the links of, of every piece of information we have on our shows it takes a certain amount of time to update and how to make that as easy as possible. Um, uh, yeah. So I found a few things this week that I thought were really interesting. And, and one of the things is because uh, um, Jan Linda, who was on the show, she's uh, also working in this whole area and working as a small business owner and um, the headache coach. And 
she turned me on to this uh, free conferencing, free bridge conferencing, which I think is huge as far as uh, for training purposes and for group community group information. I know as far as the civic, sometimes we go we go to have an executive board meeting and there's a an ice storm, so you cancel it and then you push it and then the, on and on and all of a sudden you've lost the you know the the time frame there. So one one interesting piece I see for this this is free on the web. You sign up and we'll have the links both on Blog Talk Radio. I mean on our. Uh, Welcome the web to the Neighborhood NY, and also on our um, the WebUncovered.com site. Uh, you could have your meeting. You know, it, okay, there's a nice storm. Okay, everybody, there's a free a number. You dial in, and you're there. Um, you can also schedule meetings, um, and you can schedule it from the web. It sends out invitations. People confirm, accept, and I see that as a tremendous uh, resource for both training and support um, as well as meetings so that you could have a community meeting just like the other night at the Civic Association. There were people who wanted to be there but couldn't. And you could have somebody just have a cell phone clipped on with an earpiece that just like we're doing this that could be on the conference call. People could dial in and they could have gotten to hear um, a lot of the interesting information. So I see that as something that really can make a difference, and it's free. It should yeah. be. I, 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 that's what I was trying to think of. Everything to me is like almost in series at this point. It's like the Kiss Principle plus free. You know. Um, so <laughs> that falls under that, as far as I can see. Um, uh, can you do you see that as being useful with you, Ryan and and Jay? Oh, the same thing. Yeah, very much so. Uh, free communication tools. Give me a break. <laughs> you know, it's like uh, how much do uh, does your cell phone cost you every single month here, and how much more time are we spending on these things here? And that's uh, exactly yeah. Ryan and I started using Skype because it's just so yes. easy. You can do a little yeah. quick text. We do Skype. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, yeah, I guess in case people are not familiar, you know, Skype is again another program that's uh, a free download, uh, just a brilliant piece of software that uh, if you know if one, one of your colleagues, uh, somebody that you speak with on a regular basis, has it downloaded on their computer as well, uh, it's very similar to any of the other instant messenger programs out there where you're able to you know just type back and forth and you can see if someone's online. Uh, but uh, the other great piece, uh, or I should say, uh, aspect of the software is the ability to make free phone calls, literally. Uh, and uh, in my business, I mean, I'm, I'm working with people all over the country all the time, so I can't even tell you how much uh, time and money it saved me in phone bills. Uh, I have uh, developers that I work with overseas in India and Pakistan, uh, and uh, I communicate with them free for hours at a time uh, throughout the course of the week. So, uh, so yes, these are some of the resources we're talking about that, uh, that we're going to certainly have listed on the web uncovered. Uh, just trying to make lives easier. Yeah, and I also thought that's where we can do, uh, we're going to start doing little chunks of like five minutes. I don't like videos to have to, when I have a question, I prefer audio, um, you know, or reading it. But um, we, we want to have a little, you know, how to set up your Skype or download your Skype or should you, you know, is it safe? Everybody's so worried that I, is it safe? Um, and um, Skype is, is, you know, is 
is a well-respected program. Um, Jason, you know what I thought would be useful, and I want to start having us, uh, we have a bridge number. So if we're working on something and you want to talk with a buyer and, a, you know, uh, the team, you know, maybe the attorney, the and we can just call one number. We don't have to, to comp, you know, worry about, can I add you, you call me, I'll, you know, conference two people and, you know, all it dropped. So that's how I anticipated using that um, uh, for us to be able to communicate that way when we need a quick team phone call if we have a question on anything. So uh, um, uh, now the next thing is uh, conference bridge pages. Can we talk about Facebook? I went in today. There's on, on Facebook. People are saying, oh, I like the old Facebook. I really don't care. I'm just trying to, they keep changing it again, every, which is fine. I don't have a problem with that. I want it to keep evolving and being better because I think you made a good comment last week. Um, it's here to stay, right? It's not going away. And it's just going to keep evolving. And I see this as a huge way to get out information. And today they've added um, the pages where you can add to your news feed, um, which I added some but not all. And uh, it, it just it, it is a moving target, but I'll tell you, it's it's hooking up a lot of people. Um, do you have any comments about some of the changes or something something you might want to talk about, um, Brian, as far as? Facebook and how we're using it and yeah yeah well I think that uh, you know I mean if anybody's you know curious as to how how to use a uh, a Facebook page to communicate they ought to uh, ask uh, Mildred Tassone to be their or Tassone to be their uh, friend <laughs> because uh, she's got it all together here this is uh, uh, it's kind of interesting because I actually receive most of my communication through Mildred through uh, Facebook. Um, uh, for at least for, for Mildred, it's uh, just uh, extremely easy and quick communication tool. Um, I think that I like most about um, you know the way that you and I communicate, Mildred, through Facebook is you've taught me how to use the uh, you know private message uh, tool, which uh, I think that more people ought to exercise use of. <laughs> you know some of the uh, personal information. Yeah, right, right. Well, they don't there. know. That's right, the whole exactly. thing. They don't know, you know that. That I, and one reason it's I I really like the email piece is um, I can do it right from my phone. I just go there. I send the message. I don't have to worry about do I have the right email address because Jason and I sometimes when I send an email from my desktop, it doesn't go through to his corporate email. So I always have to do a BCC on his other email, so I make sure that he gets it, you know, from me. Because well, that's a great point. Yeah, I've been dealing with email deliverability problems recently here, and I, I don't even know where to begin to start trying to figure that one out. <laughs> Why is my email not getting through, you know, uh, you know, to one client versus the other? Um, I have a BlackBerry, and so I recently, you know, that, that actually comes with a Facebook application on it, and literally all you do is you just download a quick little piece of software. It installs itself, 
And so you basically have an abbreviated, uh, you know, quick shot version of Facebook on your phone. So you right. know, this morning, you know, when, when Mildred shot me a message, um, you know, I, I literally, I didn't even have to go online and log in and all that stuff. I just literally just, you know, put in the, you know, in the comment section, I, I wrote her a little email back and hit send and it was done. Just, just like I received my emails through my phone as well. well. So, I can touch yeah. base with you guys on a little bit on something that I've figured out. Well, not figured out, but one of the issues when it comes down to, um, you know, when you're dealing on a corporate server as a large company, like for a short period of time, um, I guess somebody in, in my company at one point in time uh, was sending out mass emails where Yahoo came back to my corporate company uh, or, uh, you know, the IT people in my company and were like, listen, um, we're basically shutting you down or we're going to at least um, stall your emails because of, you know, spam rules or something in regards to that. And it's, you get affected not even realizing that this is happening because, of course, you know, when you're dealing in companies that have five, six, seven hundred people and let's say one or two people are doing this, and then, you know, um, the IT section of your company gets contacted, those guys are never going to tell individuals within the company, oh, by the way, anybody that you are sending emails to, to a Yahoo address is going to get delayed because of um, the issues that were set forth. So there's a lot of stuff behind the scenes that go on with these things that, you know, you can possibly not be aware of when you're utilizing your um, a company email address. So one of my game plans is after I launch my um, personal page um, that I'm presently working on is to probably start directing people to try to contact me um, away from corporate email addresses because so many things go on behind the scenes that nobody's aware of. Oh, yeah. Hey, that uh, IP address gets blacklisted, I think, is the term you're correct. looking for there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. And that's the, that's the great part. If I hadn't been aware of it, because I said to Jason, did you get my email? And he said, no. And I was like, oh, you know, I knew you. I sent it. So we, you know, I we solved the problem by using his alternate one. But that's why the Facebook piece to me is great because it's got, I don't have to know Jan Mundo's email, really. I don't really care. It gets to her. I don't have, she can change it. Everybody can change it. So, um, and I don't think she'll mind me mentioning as long as I mention the headache coach and she's on Facebook. And um, again, be her friend. When you you can go and look at her site. Um, when you when you start to find sites, especially of people that as you're trying to learn about this, become a fan, become their friend, become a fan of their page because then they, we can start pushing information out and you get to see what kind of information you're getting from them. So that's a way to educate yourself without spending a whole lot of time because nobody, nobody has enough time. And that's where I think this, uh, like Ryan and I say, it's, uh, for me it's great. I just like Facebook. I do it with my, my kids. I don't have to worry about what software. I don't have to go into something else. It's just there. It's done. I know they get it. They answer. And I think it's a huge uh, time saver in the long run. Um, I would like to mention um, that uh, I, I think, uh, and Ryan, I don't know if we formally discussed this or not, 
but I'd like to run um, not, a, not a contest exactly, but to an offer that will give you a link um, that you can sign up and. If you join our mailing list, and we'll draw once a month, uh, we'll help you get your a Facebook page set up, or um, give you. How's that sound, Ryan? Sound like a good idea? Oh, absolutely, yeah. In fact, uh, you know, I think if anything, this can encourage some folks to you know reach out and just let us know, um, you know, what kind of demand there is out there for people that just don't understand Facebook yet and maybe aren't on but are curious, you know, and mm -hmm. uh, potentially, you know, this could evolve into another another show where we bring a, a number of people on and. Uh, walk through the process of setting up a Facebook account potentially. Yeah, and actually that's a good idea. Um when we first when you first start out on Blog Talk Radio, um and I encourage people, especially groups or communities, to think about doing that, um, because it, it's very there's so much that you have to get out information. Um when you first start you can't do night shows and you have to build up a certain level of following. But now we can do evening shows. In fact, um, that's why we want to have. Uh, I'm trying to figure out what's our best time slot for different types of shows. Um, and uh, that, to me, is a special that uh, would be good. And then it can be recorded so that you can listen to it at convenience. I think with Facebook, a lot of people don't think it's. Um, oh, I'm going to. Uh, shopping now. Well, there's more than that, and I think it will evolve. And people are afraid. They think, oh, they're going to hack into sure. what? You know what I mean? So I think those are kind of two big stumbling blocks for people. But just as uh, the other night with McKevitt, um, uh, he's got his page up there. I said, you know, put information on these bills. I really, you know, your personal life I really don't care about. But if you help us provide information about this, this is again bringing government to the people, um, communication to the people. I think it's uh, very useful. Um, I also found um, a, 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 a little um, program this week that will have the information up. A lot of times you want to cut and paste text, and when you do it, even if it's legitimate, you have one application and you want to put it into another application, and it 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 includes so much formatting that it's not worth it. So the uh, I found this little application, and I can't even remember where I found it, um, but it was it was on either Facebook, it was something, and we're going to have a link up there. It's PT is what it is. And I've been using it, and it's already I can see going to save me time. Um, so I'm sorry to be so vague about that. I should have had the name that <laughs> out a little more. It's like a, it's like, a, like, a, like a clipboard application of some sort, Absolutely, right? Absolutely, but it strips the code out, and you just yeah. use a different key. And you know, how many times you have an email that you've written, and you want to put it over here, um, and. Uh, now, one thing I'd like you to talk about a little bit, um, Ryan, because I tend not to use the blog type software um, very much, but we've got it, the web uncovered, and we're going to be developing that. And somebody wrote to me, I, I, was, I was speaking with 
you know, I was talking about their communications plan and what they do, and they said, I want to do a blog. I said, oh, yeah, okay, so what do you want to say? Mm-hmm. Who's it going to go to? Because <laughs> you know? right. yeah. it's like one of those catchphrases, you should do a blog. You know, that's going <laughs> to help right. your business. You know, it's like, what are you going to do? Where is it going to go? And um, sure. I think it's very useful. So it's funny. So Ryan put up a blog. So why don't you just talk about that, the WordPress. GM uses blogs, too. So um, I tend to use more um, web pages and um, different things like that. But why don't you talk about the just what a blog is and how you think some of the users and, um, and, and the level of expertise and kind of the expectations. Sure, sure. Um, you know, first of all, a blog, you know, in its at its core, you know, stands for weblog. It's a shortened version of that term. Um, you know, which essentially can be your thoughts and opinions. Yeah. Uh, am I still on here? Yeah. Can you still hear me? Okay. Yeah. Sorry, I'm yeah, getting like messages blip, yeah. from the host. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> But uh, yeah, okay. So you know, so people can use it for basically anything they want. Um, what I really love about a blog is uh, its search engine friendliness. Uh, you know, if you're if you're uh, posting information about highly relevant topics and you're doing it frequently and adding more and more and more content to your site, uh, the search engines really like that. Um, online, they say content is king, and that's very much the truth, especially if it's relevant content. Um, you know, as far as uh, you know, technical, you know, from a technical standpoint, yeah, I'm using WordPress, and there are two different versions of WordPress. There's one that is actually hosted by that company, uh, which is uh, totally free. Um, <clears throat> there are some limitations as far as what plugins you can utilize, and you know, I, I don't want to get too far into uh, plugins and, and themes and whatnot. Uh, but there's also there's also a a uh, version that you can download and host on your own server, which is what we've done, uh, and it allows us uh, by hosting it on our own to do you know uh, do all kinds of modifications and changes. And that does take a little bit more of a technical prowess to uh, to set something like that up, uh, but at the same time, not uh, not entirely impossible. Um, and there's all kinds of other blog software and websites out there. There's literally thousands of them. So. Um, and uh, it, it's uh, it's also a really great piece of technology that's going to be around forever uh, because of its uh, just the nature of the internet and uh, you know the empowerment of the individual. Um, uh, another really kind of interesting thing about a blog is your ability to syndicate that content through RSS feeds. Uh, again, starting to get a little technical here, but you know the, the the point of an RSS feed is to be able to write something in your blog and then have it automatically show up on your Facebook account uh, on your wall. At the same time, have it automatically show up in your Twitter account. So anybody who's a friend of yours on Facebook, anybody who's following you on Twitter, um, will see this information all at one time. So you can see how a blog has the, the capability to to reach. You know, a tremendous audience outside of just the blog itself, and people going directly to your your, your URL. Um, so uh, those are just some of the highlights there, and uh, you know, we could go on ad nauseum about uh, about blog and blogging, <laughs> but uh, but no, I think I think, and we will discuss that in like separate little sh- shows that we do. I know um, I use a Microsoft uh, free product to do blogging that will post. Uh, uh, Windows Live Writer. That's 
what I was trying to remember the other day, the name, Ryan, we were talking about. Um, as real estate agents, you get a free blog um, as part of the uh, National Realtors Association. Um, so, and again, I think you pick one. You know, if you think, you kind of look around and you say, well, you know, maybe I'll just start to write a little bit here, but don't don't try and do too much. Do a, you know, a whole new website and a whole new blog and a whole new Facebook page and a whole new... I don't know what else, Twitter account mm -hmm. and start, you, you know, you could spend all that time doing that and not running whatever your business happens to be. Um, right, right. But I'm looking forward to, because I find myself, the biggest thing is the is links, is um, here's the software, here's something I recommend, here's this. So I'm looking to try and put that out and make it push out to as many places as possible. So, um, uh, that's one thing I think we can do. All right, we have just uh, four minutes left. Um, what I'd like to do is uh, wrap it up. I know I'd like to mention my show with uh, John Kamen. It's going to be an interview show. It's April 2nd at uh, 4.30 and um, focus on government. We are going to be posting also some more information about this MTA uh, situation. I'll try and find some things. And Jason, maybe we'll, I'll send you some of these. And if you come across any references for who your congressperson, your Senate, New York State Senator is, we can kind of get some of that going and let people know. Um, uh, so if you, uh, Jason, you want any closing comments? Um, just to touch base back on uh, what we were discussing at the top of the hour, um, as usual, this is um, the time to really position yourself if you're in that market to do any sort of uh, refinance or if you're purchasing, um, just really, I mean, you, it just keeps getting better and better, and you got to be in it to win it. Um, so naturally get yourself at least positioned so that way you can take advantage of what the market is um, offering. Uh, if you're sitting on the sideline, you're going to miss the boat. Okay, great. Ryan, closing yeah, sure. comments? Uh, yeah, um, I'm actually going to be doing uh, another radio show next uh, next week, early in the week here. Which, uh, still working on the time here, but I'm going to have a follow-up conversation with uh, Dave Myrowich. At Remarkable Search, and we're going to talk about integrating uh, public relations into your search engine optimization program uh, okay. strategy, I should say, which is a pr pretty interesting topic there. So uh, you'll have to check that out. Uh, we'll post the time on uh, the webuncovered.com. Okay, great. Well, thanks a lot, guys. I feel like we're making progress. There's so much to do, and the idea is um, the idea is to start focus and, and see some of the other things out there that you're not ready for and um, keep going. You know, I think that's, uh, that's our best bet. But it's, I find it very exciting. I think the convergence of things is very exciting. So I yep. think you guys would agree as well. So, um, and Jay, we look forward to your website. As soon as you're ready, let us know and enjoy your show on Wednesday. Thank you, Mildred. Okay. Okay, we have one minute left. I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to play the clip of Michael Reeder. I'm going to uh, 
We'll see if we can put up a link to one of his songs. He had a performance last week. It was just fabulous. Um, and um, so I'll uh, end the show with listening to him singing on the way out. Thank you, guys. And we'll put Thank stuff you. up on Facebook today. So talk Great. to you later. Bye now. Thanks. Bye. Guardate queste femmine, guardate cosa sono, guardate cosa sono. Well, I really fucking needed those. <laughs> yeah, I needed you sitting on my nose. 